Welcome everybody to another episode of the Your Mate Tom podcast. I'm sitting here with Shane. We're in Melbourne in his hotel for his current comedy tour. So, hello, man. How are you? I'm wonderful. Yeah? Thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> Can you just talk about your current psychedelic comedy tour, A Good Trip, and like how did this come about and why psychedelics? Because I know it's a very taboo subject and you're like incorporating this into your stand-up. Like, yeah. yeah. I started comedy 13 years ago. I was originally kind of a, a late night comic yeah. when I, I wrote a lot of like short, goofy jokes and I kind of got bored of that after a while. So I started doing themed things Yeah, and especially once I started traveling internationally, there's a lot more themed shows internationally. And so I started uh, experimenting with a few different themes. I did one about mating behavior. I did another one about our uh, 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 why we evolved negative feelings and emotions yeah. and stuff. And, uh, and then this is my third themed show. And it happens to be about psychedelics because <laughs> I just had lots of material yeah. about psychedelics and yeah i've been doing them for now 21 years um a few years ago was the first time i was actually at a at a show in houston texas mm. and it was like uh, there was these horrible floods everywhere and so no one was coming out to this show except the comedians were still there was like a comedy contest where they'll have like basically comedy clubs sometimes have a bunch of new comics mm. be like hey be in this comedy contest to see who's the funniest in the city and it's basically like a ruse to get those young comics to bring all of their friends right to the show and and during a time of year when the club wouldn't normally draw a lot of people in and it's just like a promotion. Yeah, yeah. And so I was there through this week, but I happened to be there the day early because they, so they're going to have the contest and then I would go up while they were tabulating the scores because yeah. I was there through the rest of the week just doing regular shows. Well, because there's a flood, normally this club would have been shut down, but because comics are such suckers, they all showed up for this contest, but no one else was crazy enough to drive there. So it was just me and a bunch of young comics there, and then the club still wanted me to go and perform at the right. end of this anyway, and I didn't want to just perform like my regular shtick to a bunch of comedians. Um, because comedians are bored with comedy. Yeah, there would be a lot of pressure, hey. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Comics, because they know how, like, the things that you do, it's like, I don't know. Yeah, there, there's like, a lot yeah. of, like, there's a lot of tricks and stuff that we use on general audiences yeah. that, that yeah. don't really work on comedians. Yeah. And so I was just like, screw it. I'll just start talking about psychedelics. And I just started telling stories and some of the jokes that I had and stuff. Next thing I knew, I was talking about psychedelics for like an hour. And so I was like, oh, looks like I have a new show. And so I put it together. I started testing it out in a few like music indie venues and stuff like yeah. that. And then uh, it went really well. I never had a response. Like I'd been doing comedy for like 11, 10, 11 years at the time. And yeah. I had never had people. I mean, it's not a show that like just anyone's going to like but if you're if you're 
at least curious about psychedelics if you see the show it's going to be like the best show you've ever seen one of those yeah i was going to say either like, love it or hate it if but... i just drop it on an audience full of people that has no idea it's going to be about psychedelics or anything there's going to be people walking out but when it. it's people that know it's going to be about psychedelics i get like standing ovations after. Nice. so i've never yeah, gotten yeah. a reaction like that and like people just went crazy for it and so then I put together a tour, which at first was going to be like 30 cities, then, yeah. then it was going to be 50 cities, then 80. It ended up being a 111 city tour that I did in the U.S. Wow. And uh, yeah, now I'm here in Australia. <laughs> That's crazy, man. So, yeah. Ah, so I guess with psychedelics, how did you get started with them? Like, was it just a, you know, you just dropped acid and... You know, yeah, wasn't like this whole series of synchronicities and like I'm getting called to the jungle, I must do this. I no, I, like, I still <laughs> haven't been called to the no. jungle. I've gotten some synchronicities. I mean, I've been uh, 21 years of doing psychedelics, and I just started getting synchronicities recently. Like, I, I'm, What's the deal, man? I, I'm I'm such a I'm such a like hard-headed skeptical person. Yeah, yeah. That it took me it took psychedelics like 20 years to finally break down my mind to be like, okay, I yeah, I guess yeah, that I, can't just be a yeah. coincidence. I suppose, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm still skeptical, even though I've seen. I mean, at this point, now it's like, I thought about it recently, and it's like, uh something with DMT, it's either, either, like I could err in two ways depending on how I'm looking at it. Mm. Either I could think that I'm like seeing aliens or beings or whatever and be crazy for mm -hmm. being wrong, or, <laughs> or I could not think... Like, what if instead I've been talking to aliens this whole time and then have been like, whatever my imagination, and I've just been like blowing off. And I just be like, ah, fucking humans. <laughs> yeah. They're like trying to give me codes to save humanity, and I'm like, crazy imaginations. <laughs> like, so I don't know. I don't know which one's crazier to believe anymore. Yeah, it's hard to, like, I kind of jump between them more than materialistic it's all in my head and then it's like no this is actually something that we're tapping into it's always like, it's like, always like when i'm tripping i'm like oh i'm I tapping yeah. into something and then afterwards i'm like nah <laughs> couldn't be that couldn't have happened and like how do you how do you like cope with getting information from that psychedelic space and articulate the experience so well because it's so for anyone who has been in a psychedelic experience, it's such an alien world, for saying the least. I mean, there's no words to put, right? Yeah. Like, when I trip, it's like, I might get 5% of it, I might get something back. Yeah, and yeah. when I do get something profound, I'm like, all right, remember this when you're sober. And then when you're sober, like, fuck, what was that thing? Yeah. Or like, and how do you differentiate between something that's really profound? Like you said, like, during a trip, it can feel really like, oh, my God, I'm getting communications with God right now. And then afterwards, you're like, okay, no, that was just stupid. Like, how yeah. do you differentiate between something that's really profound and something that's just whatever? Well, sometimes it's kind of both. Sometimes, mm. oh, I wish I had a good example. It's on, like, kind of the tip of my tongue right now. But uh, sometimes I think that I'm seeing some message 
from like God or whatever, and then I'll and it'll be really profound. But then later I'll realize that it had more to do with like my insecurities that I had when I was mm. like fourteen years old, and it was like some it it, it had something to do with like me not having the courage to ask a girl to a dance that yeah. somehow uh, that somehow revealed itself as some weird like goddess and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah some octopus woman <laughs> yeah. and like and I was like somehow some girl that I forgot to, uh, that I couldn't get up the courage to ask the dance when I was 14 turned into an octopus yeah. in my head um so which is also interesting yeah uh I don't know I I like to think that I'm pretty good at pulling things out, but, uh, it, like, I was told that on ketamine that, like, I did ketamine in a clinical setting, um, oh, right. and they were like, you're gonna be out, and I'm like, oh, how, just how totally many, out. How many, like, sessions was it? Oh, I just did one. Okay, right. Yeah. Okay. And they were just like, yeah, you'll be totally out. Yeah. And then I just, uh, and, like, he gave me the first shot, and I'm just like... Yeah, not oh, really. Yeah. yeah, okay. Uh, intramuscular. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then gave me the second shot, and then, uh, and, and this is all, I'm making a documentary, and so this is all on camera. And <laughs> gave me the second one, I'm like, well, I feel like I'm tripping right now, but I'm supposed to be out. And I'm like, I'm definitely not out. I just feel like I'm tripping a little bit. And then the guy's like, okay, and like shot me with a third one. And then I completely disassociated, but I was still able to talk through the whole Wow, and you're supposed to be out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I talked with, like, I I had someone else on the documentary that that, um, deals with ketamine, and I was like, so do people ever, like, talk through a ketamine trip? They're like, no, they're, they're out. And I'm like, well, what would happen if someone were to talk through their ketamine trip? And he's like, well, did you not hear me? That just doesn't happen. And I'm like, well, I talked through my ketamine trip. And then they're like, well, then we need to look at your brain once you're dead. Okay, true. So what was it like for something that was supposed to put you out, but you're somehow conscious? Yeah, like, everything turned black. And then I saw this weird, like, bouncing ball yeah. come toward me. And then as it got close, the ball turned into, like, it looked like a globe, but with... um. I can see it in my head, but it's kind of hard to... It's like a... You know what it almost looks like? It's like a Pokemon ball or something <laughs> like that with, like, pieces coming okay. out of it. So, yeah. like, little pieces would come out, and, and I would see a piece that would be, like, a part of my life or a part of some other universe, mm-hmm. and then it would, it would go back in, and then another piece would come out, and it'd be this other piece of this universe. But That's pretty intense. Yeah. Have you done Kevin before? No, that's oh, my yeah. first time. Have you? Uh, yeah, but only in a recreational. So uh, I've done it like twice, and I was like, it was weird. But I need, I had this small dose. I just felt a bit dissociative, but nothing like too profound. Like, yeah. oh my god, this changed my life. But yeah, again, it was a different setting. So I didn't yeah. think it changed my life either, and it was supposed to be good for depression. But I wasn't suffering from depression at the time. Okay. Um, but it was, we had a filming schedule, and so it was, <laughs> yeah, we had to do it anyway. Um, but I wish I had it during one of my depressive episodes okay. to see what would happen, because maybe it would have a bigger effect. Um, and why do you think it helps with depression? 
I don't know. Like, I don't like think everyone. anyone knows. I don't. I, I mean, I think that. Uh, I think that just. Yeah. I think we get stuck in ruts really easily, um, and I think that anything that's a disassociative, especially one that has like a pleasant feeling, like. Mm. Uh, um, like this sense of connectedness, yeah. we're all connected. Oh, that so feels loud, so yeah. nice and warm. <laughs> um, is just to, uh, there's something very comforting about that. Yeah. And uh, it, it, what are what are those? There's like this criteria for what makes a spiritual experience. I can never remember all of them, but it's like a sense of unity. Is one um, duality? Yeah. Is one um, a sense of like divine, like absolute truth? Yeah. Um, and then there's uh, there's uh, like um, uh, one that's like it's hard to put into words. That's the cop out one. Too. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. like yeah. oh yeah. I, yeah 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 yeah. How was your experience? It was inevitable. experiences thinking that before psychedelics I remember thinking that the world was this crazy place that I didn't fit into and I'll never understand and mm -hmm. all the things that everyone goes along with just seem absolutely insane to me and I just don't get why people like the things that they like I don't know why people are so excited about Sports or their country, I mean, a lot of people or are like, like this because you're just describing exactly how I felt. Yeah, growing up. yeah. And you I, guys are fucking insane. Yeah, <laughs> and I like I did. I just like yeah. all the bandwagon stuff. I just like yeah, keep me away from it. Mm -hmm. And I remember my first several times doing mushrooms, being like, oh, <laughs> I guess I was right. <laughs> yeah. That existence is a crazy thing, yeah. and yeah. it really yeah, is. It's pretty weird. It's it's like, it's strange that it, yeah I don't know and and I don't know that, uh, like, if tripping is sometimes tripping's nice because when you come back it's like whoo I'm back all right but then, and other times I don't know it's and like, other times like you want to stay there forever other times yeah. it feels like you're physically dying and I'm, yeah I'm gonna be crazy forever yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've really done it this time yeah and and sometimes moments. I'm like oh, I wish. Sometimes I'm sad. A lot of times I'm sad when, like, especially because mu mushrooms and I go back for so long, and they they rarely ever buddies? screwed me yeah. over. And so usually, uh, so you never had then, like bad trips on mushrooms, really? Uh, I've had some, but usually they're ultimately good. I mean, early on, there's like the negative things of like having to look at yourself in the mirror on mushrooms. It's just, just like, oh, no, I can't stand it. <laughs> now I love at, it. Have you tried looking at a phone when you're on mushrooms and it just feels so out of place? Oh, uh, I try not to look at <laughs> yeah. phones when I'm on mushrooms. But yeah. The only time I did was to call my girlfriend to come and get me because I, <laughs> I don't think I need your help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why it's important that at least, if, you're not, if you don't have a trip, so I think it's always a good idea to have like, Someone on standby, just in case shit hits the fan. I think there's like a weird 
um, website, like tripsit.me or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I heard of that, yeah. And there's just, like, people standing by. <laughs> so if you're, like, having a bad trip, you can just, like, log <laughs> on and then be like... That it's, like, a sh- complete stranger, but I guess it's better than no one helping you, but... I yeah. want to be a helper, too. Yeah. Like, I think that'd be fun to okay, sit right? around like someone pops up and they're just like, I'm freaking out right now. Like, okay. All right. Uh, go and get yourself some water and come back. I guess that's pretty much all they do is they're just like, why don't you go and get some water and come back? And, like, getting people to, like, go and take an action and get yeah. some water and come back is, like, I accomplished something and then they feel better. Yeah. Or even just being around someone who is sober kind of anchors you a little bit more to this yeah. reality. Whereas if you're completely by yourself, let's say in a dark room, things start to get a bit shaky and start to float away. I love tripping by myself yeah. though. It's like my So I, I did too. until like, I guess my last trip I just had a terrifying trip and I just haven't gone back. What happened? I had a very high dose of mushrooms, seven point five grams, and that's Ooh. a bee species, which is probably equivalent to ten. Yeah. And I'm not, like, it was because I had six grams the previous week and it didn't do anything for me. So I'm like, oh, these must be weak mushrooms or whatever. Yeah. But little did I know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a bad batch. Yeah. And then I took that. And then it was just one of those, like, almost gone. Yeah, no, it was. It was a full blown psychotic episode where, like, human constructs just went into oblivion. I started to just, even the concept of, like, friend or life or human was just like, what is this? And I was just like, I couldn't even speak sentences and the visuals are so intense that it didn't even matter whether I was opening or closing my eyes. I was just swimming in this fractal playground and just not knowing what was what. And it was fucking scary, dude. Like and a lot of catharsis. Like I've never screamed that much and just sobbing. Like I've never cried like this, but it felt like a lot of deep repressed emotions. But then I called my girlfriend or trying to, Oh, what is called? What, what is my girlfriend's name again? Yeah. And like, all the letters are like coming in, kind yeah. of fractalizing. I'm like, but then she came to my rescue and like I was still freaking out, but at least I had her. Yeah, but it was just yeah. full on. It felt like I was dying. Like it's really weird, but like my heart was just going crazy. My stomach was churning. My skin was disintegrating bit by bit. My teeth were falling out, which was scary because I felt it, yeah. by the way. And yeah, it just felt like I was physically dying and I just saw myself. I was just in this timeless loop. And just in the psychotic kind of episode, like constantly. And I'll have like maybe. I don't care yeah. for those timeless loops. No, <laughs> those no. inescapable. And no one can tell you it's not. Just take it right. Again and again. Forever. And never, 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 never. Every moment is eternity. But in hell, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, man. I, I do have uh, one time I had uh, to use a phone. It was the weirdest situation. I was on LSD with a buddy, and we called an Uber Mm. to, uh, we were going to go to a hike, and um, the Uber show, it said it was like three minutes away, it took like 20 minutes, which is unusual, but, uh, you know, we didn't really care, we were tripping, and then the Uber shows up, and it's uh, in like this old, like 80-year-old, like Chinese guy jumps out, and he's like... You are my very first Uber ride! <laughs> yeah! And, uh, but then he's like, where are you going? And we're like, I'm like, I already put it in the phone. And he, but he didn't, it was his first, so he didn't know how the app worked. Yeah. And he doesn't like, he's probably like, doesn't know how phones work that well anyway. Yeah. He's like 80. And, 
I imagine his like grandson just like set him up and then just like get out there and uh, and so and I've never driven Uber so I don't know how the app works on the driver's end of things. Yeah. And so I'm trying to help him from the back seat, well on acid, and his phone is in Mandarin, and like literally, yeah, it like, a, like, a I'm like, what the fuck? And I was able to figure it out, but uh, yeah, that's what you figured out the code. Yeah, I figured yeah. out the codes. Yeah, it's just it? it's just a green button. Oh, okay. Yeah, color coded. <laughs> yeah, I I actually uh, we started driving. And he was, I think he was a two-footed driver mm. um, because the car was like, oh, oh, oh. And, uh, and I was like, are you in first gear or like second gear or low or something? And he couldn't understand why he could barely speak English. I'm like, are you in drive? He's like, oh, he has no idea what I'm saying. And his car was really strange and foreign. And, uh, and... I, I was trying to figure out the transmission from the back mm. and I couldn't tell if he's in the right gear and finally I was just like stop stop here at this sign because he's going to get on that interstate soon I didn't want like his engine oh, gotcha. to yeah, just get yeah. yeah and uh, and so I was like Steve to my buddy in the front I was like I don't think he's in drive see if you can put it in drive for him and my buddy on acid starts messing around with this transmission. And then we realize he was in drive the whole time. And we were just oh messing around with this <laughs> transmission. And the dude was just totally cool. Because like, as far as he knows, that's just like how Uber works. Yeah, true. Like, yeah, that's his first experience. Yeah, it's like, like tripping dudes just, just get in again. and start fucking uh, around with your training. What do you want? Uh, I think like two hits. Yeah. But like you say to me before, it doesn't acid doesn't. Yeah, really do I don't know why acid never really. I mean, I always have like a positive experience, but usually, you know, what I usually do on acid is I like clean my house or something like that, or do paperwork. Yeah. I think of things that I don't like doing normally, like habits that I want to build, mm -hmm. and then I take acid and try to build those new habits, mm -hmm. or like I'll exercise or something like that. Like, I always think that psychedelics are opening up this pathway into the non-conscious world. So yeah. I always think, I think that our consciousness and our non-consciousness are trying to communicate with one another, but they're speaking these completely yeah. different languages. And then there's, like, this ego who's, like, the gatekeeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two worlds. And, yeah. yeah, exactly. So when that gatekeeper is shut down right. by psychedelics, it can, like, hey, guys, here's what I want you to actually do down there. Now that that asshole supervisor is gone. Yeah. Um, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, that, and that's what I love about psychedelics. Is that, and that's what, but it took me so long to, I mean, I just did them in, in high school just, like, doing drugs, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It took yeah, me yeah. a long time to figure out, yeah. like, the correct way. To, the idea of, like, setting an intention or anything right. like that or integrating afterwards, that took, like... That was like 10 years of tripping before oh, I was really? like, oh, <laughs> that makes sense. Maybe I shouldn't take this in a club in the middle of the city. Or yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, and like, for those who's listening, for those who are listening, saying, oh, he's two junkies, you're just taking drugs and junkies. justifying it. Like, what? Psychedelic junkies. Psychedelic junkies. That's a weird, yeah, that's a weird thing to be. I guess maybe I am. Maybe I'm a I mean, I'm a junkie for the experience. I don't think you can really be addicted to psychedelics. I'm never just like, I need psychedelics. I need the man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
but I mean, the closest to addiction I have is like sometimes I'm like, what the fuck was that? I better take another peek in there. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, uh, yeah, make sure that. I, I, sometimes I'm like, is the multiverse depending on me? Is, is there, did I leave work undone in there? Yeah. Well, um, so as you know, there's a lot of groundbreaking scientific research on psychedelic and yeah. this whole reemergence. Um, so what are your thoughts and opinions on the therapeutic and medicinal use of psychedelics, particularly on mental illness, and what role have they played in your life? But both the positives and the negatives. Because we can't just talk about sunshine and lollipops. They can be pretty fucking scary experiences. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but profound as well, yeah. Yeah. I. Well, I think that um, mushrooms have done more for my depression than anything else that I've ever found. Okay. Um, so would you say that's your psychedelic of choice? Yes. DMT as well, um, but DMT is like so crazy that it's like, <laughs> what do I do with that? And like uh, after after a DMT, it is like that. Yeah, what do I do with like, that? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to make of any of that. I don't that. think this is relevant. To <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, uh, but mushrooms is definitely relevant to humans, mm. um, <laughs> and. I mean, I think that uh, I think that the therapeutic potential. It, I mean, there's just so many benefits to it compared to. I mean, when I was doing psychedelics, as a it, it, for no other reason, people are going to do this stuff anyway. I mean, mm -hmm. you can. There's holotropic breath work. You you can't like outlaw breathing. Oh. You know you can't stop people. If they from could, they would. Though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, there's there's like sensory deprivation tanks where now people can float in mm. water. So you can't stop people from altering their mind or having a psychedelic experience. So instead, you could guide people, have them set up in these in the right kind of container for it yeah uh because yeah the way that i learned about psychedelics <clears throat> was just brute force trial and error just lots and lots of mistakes it's just Jesus. like whatever yeah. whatever person's like dirtbag uncle had whatever drugs we could get our hands on and and like sneaking off to some abandoned building to like trespass and gobble like you know we weren't using scales and yeah. stuff like that like just like daring each other to <laughs> see how much we could do and and uh i mean that to me that's a real testament to the healing power of psychedelics is you can do them as as stupidly as I've done them and still have amazing benefits like I, I mean it's hard to do them in a worse way than I have yeah um, also what's the worst scenario you've done in them I mean if you want to share too embarrassing to even say I mean I've driven on psychedelics several times um I've been I, I mean just like raging parties are always mm. just like the dumbest like because yeah because like all we can take is bumping into one person that has like a really bad vibe to set you off 
Yeah, like, yeah. Well, for me, I'm glad, and it may be a lot more resistant, resilient towards the... I the just, like, state, always but. give up on humanity when I'm around drunk people, or if a drunk person yeah. finds out that, uh, whoa, are you tripping right now, yeah. man? Yeah. Like, I cannot... I had people like that just that. for weed back in the day when I started smoking. Yeah. Like, oh, is my tripping you out? I was like, no. <laughs> 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 you even done weed? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I mean, those are, driving's probably the dumbest thing that I've ever done on, on psychedelics, but, uh, but, I, I mean, just, like, doing, uh, large amounts of them and not knowing what's going on. I mean, DMT is the one that, like, recently I've kind of, like, I, I always push myself to the limit a little bit, and... Yeah, it's like, I was listening to the Duncan Trussell podcast, you say you had a very extreme personality. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got you in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Also some, you know, achievements as well, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't be able to be a comedian, and I want to... I mean, it takes... You gotta be a little bit of a lunatic to get on stage in front of people, want to and think that you're funny enough to make them laugh and yeah to, especially talking about psychedelics yeah and, <laughs> and mad respect man takes yeah. a lot of courage to do that so yeah. i mean i've i've had experiences with uh with dmt that were uh like i thought i was going to like have a seizure one time because i had smoked oh, really? so much i probably it was just pure crystal form, yeah right? i i had uh, i had um this nice vaporizer set up where it would only take me like two or three mm. uh, hits, and um, and I decided, but but some of it was like melting down into the thing too fast. Okay. And so I decided to get around that. I would pack up two vaporizers <laughs> and just take turns. You crazy motherfucker! <laughs> and uh, and yeah. so I had. I remember I had. After the first two hits, I remember like looking at my pants and being like, "Whoa, this is gonna be a big one!" Like as everything's just disintegrating yeah. around me, and I had, I had like four more hits, and I was able to stay here. Like everything was collapsing around me, but I was still able to like see a little bit. Mm. And then I took another one, and uh, everything went away with, with my eyes open. Um, just Whoa. completely went away. And then, um, while I was in this DMT space, I had about five more <laughs> hits. And then my, <laughs> my consciousness just shot out of my head and started shooting around the universe at like a zillion miles an hour and it was just trying to find its way back to my head mm. and I could like when I was outside I would see like myself coming back toward my body and I saw like yeah. my body like fucking shaking and like freaking out and I was like aiming for my fucking head and then I'd see it like just shoot through my head and, and go past it and then I was out into space again and just like looking to get myself back to my body. Cosmic chaos. And <laughs> it was pure chaos and the oh. scariest thing that I've ever experienced. Yeah. And so that was uh, the scariest trip. Yeah, yeah. And then at the end it was like beautiful. Oh really? Um, oh so you didn't 
leave that experience like all traumatized by it or no but i stopped smoking dmt for like nine months okay. after it um, DMT I, actually scares me the most of all really like, yeah every time i go i can't seem to go past the gatekeepers like these sinister looking jesters yeah they yeah just fucking poke and laugh at me but it's like so fucking sinister that it's like yeah i'm good i don't want to go past i'm good uh, i blow right past those yeah. guys yeah well, <laughs> yeah once in a while because it's like if you don't break through, there's like this weird. For me, it's usually like this, this room, like mm. with a speakeasy or something, and I'll see like this, like a speakeasy. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. I'll see like a slot open up with like a thing <laughs> looking <laughs> through it, and I'll be like, "Oh, you didn't smoke enough," and then I'll, <laughs> and then I'll just watch, <laughs> watch yeah. this weird train of truth pass, yeah. passing by me. It, yeah it's true because I've heard with DMT it's like one of those all or nothing type of substances because if you have yeah, a little bit your ego has too much power to resist and throw all your deepest darkest fears which is what it did to me yeah. I suppose but yeah. but I didn't find out until recently that you can have way too much I was I was pretty oh, much yeah. always like you can't overdose you can it. only have too little because <laughs> yeah. Because then you get stuck in this weird purgatory, like you're talking about. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm actually kind of talk something about this. Yeah. And I don't like the purgatory, and it's always mm. like disappointing, and there's always this like icky feeling. So I'm always just like, just go for it. Like, I'm just yeah, like, it's like the abyss. Yeah. Yeah, I find that that's the scariest part of the psychedelic trip for sure. Which yeah. is nothing. Well, for me, it feels like you're just in this timeless dimension, but it's just you. Yeah. And nothing yeah. else. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm, I'm just sorry about bringing no no I'm just thinking about those loops again okay. man those loops are crazy I I think that because uh, I saw those loops early on with DMT I kept on seeing this mm -hmm. infinite loop that I was stuck in and, it would, and I'd see like this moment um, and it was like it was like the moment uh, it was like when I was smoking DMT the people giving me DMT were giving it to me to remind me of what reality mm. is. And reality is this weird, infinite loop. And, like, all, all of this, all of this human experience is, like, totally fake. And there's a controlled hallucination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 DM, and DMT <laughs> yeah. is just, like... It is, is like bringing you back to do reality. You, do you get overwhelmed with that? Like yeah. the, because I recently, and I probably, my fans are probably sick of me talking about it, but it's just the phase I'm in, but I had a really scary trip uh, earlier this year and it triggered this existential crisis and it was like, I peeked behind the curtain and it's like, oh, it's all fucking meaningless. Mm -hmm. Like all the pain, all the suffering, and I was just real, it was like I was a conduit of all the human suffering because it was like, because you're out of time so you're, experiencing all at once and it's like what what is the point of this and it can be very yeah i was in a fucking really dark place for many months just this existential despair and depression like had so you have you gone through yeah that? i'm and kind how, of going through it now yeah bit, well i'm yeah. not i'm not uh, completely over this i was actually gonna ask you how do you get through it help me man help me 
And the most cliche thing, like, hey, come and check out our fun psychedelic yeah. podcast. Here I have a psychedelic comedian that I was like, and we're both just yeah, like, yeah. Oh, wait, how do we get out of this? What have we done to ourselves? I went too far. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I thought that I kind of went too far with things, but I, like, the the funk that I'm in now is is like no different than what I was before. Like psychedelics okay. got me out of the funk that I mm. was in through most of my life. Yeah, and, and I never liked that. So now that I find myself back mm. there, I'm just like, well, if anything, this is just like back to normal. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I I had. <laughs> On ayahuasca recently, toward the end, um, like right before, right before the purge, and like during the purge, I felt uh, like I I could feel myself as like every homeless person that was mm. like overdosing in the streets, like right that instant, and I could feel all of them, like all at the same time as I was, like, throwing up and I was just feeling, like, just <laughs> all, it felt like all of the worst of human suffering. Yeah. And I remember just laying up, there, in the moment, it was like, there was something really beautiful about it, and uh, because I was just like, it was, it was so horrific. <laughs> Do you, do you yeah. mean it was beautiful, like during your experience? Or yeah, like during okay. during the experience, nice. okay. it was like it was like there was there was like nowhere worse, <laughs> like, like there there is nothing worse than like no. there's always something worse. But this one <laughs> during this, this was like oh, this is as bad as it can possibly get. This is the absolute yeah. depths of human suffering yeah and uh and there was something like it was almost like cartoonishly horrific yeah that it was that it was like it was it almost seemed like silly like just how fucking unreal and awful it was yeah uh, definitely really calm, yeah, yeah, yeah i don't uh i don't <laughs> i don't recommend it it was like <laughs> i mean look this is like I look at it and I'm like, it's what I get, you know. I want to have as many and as extreme of experiences as I possibly can. Mm. Life to me is very boring. I've always got bored very easily. I've always wanted to push the boundaries. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> sometimes you feel the depths of all of, yeah. <laughs> all of suffering all at the same time. Well... And it's really intense oh, because it's like, on a floor. yeah, because I don't know how you look at it, but it feels like, you know, everyone's just, you just experiencing a different life. In yeah. A sense. So it's you, in a sense, it's yeah. at a different point in time. Yeah. I mean, it makes me like, it makes me think that we're all, we all have to experience all these different roles and everyone will be everyone else at some point. So then it's like. See, that terrifies me. That's the part that's like. Oh, is there a way to break the cycle? <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, of course, yeah, no one knows, but it's like, 
Well, yeah. that's, it seems, so to me, it seems like the, the infinite loop is actually a hallucination. So, so you're seeing, mm-hmm. you're seeing forward in time <clears throat> and backward in time, but because your brain can only compute so far yeah. into the future or into the past, when it gets out far enough, the computation starts getting kind of foggy, and that fogginess creates like a horizon-looking thing, like a bend, and so it looks like it's going away. So it looks like this looping thing, but but um, this there's a um, there's this object permanence uh, that like like babies don't understand object permanence. It's something that we learn over time, mm-hmm. which is that that uh, things still exist even when you can't see them. That's why peekaboo works really well on mm-hmm. kids. You go, oh, peekaboo. Like, they literally think your face is just gone. Like, oh, that person just completely disappeared. Oh, they're back. And so this object permanence is this stuff that our, our brains have to learn. So imagine you have these two... Uh, the future and the past kind of looking like they're coming toward one another. Yeah. And then object permanence makes them look like this connected space. But really, I don't think that they're connected. I think that um, time and space and this existence, I think that they're, uh, I think it's this um, spiral that's kind of overlap. I don't think the past repeats itself. I think that there's these kind of... Uh, Aggression, yeah, yeah. I think it's. I think it's. Uh, I think it's more. It overlaps itself. Like yeah. there's these formulas that kind of these <clears throat> patterns, these this familiarity to it, but it keeps on changing a little bit each mm. time. Um, I think that. Uh, I think that there's only. Uh, you know, singular moment for each thing, and you can't. Like even uh, look look at the way an idea works in in your head. Okay. So if you but by the time you think of what an idea is, and you have the thought like, okay, this is what an idea is to me in my head. By the time you've formed an idea of what an idea is, you now have that idea in your head. So now looking back at what an idea is is you with the knowledge that you already gained from putting together that idea. So now you're looking back at it with knowledge that you didn't have when you originally came up with it. So now it's a different thing that you're looking at, and now it's changed because you've changed. And uh, and so the idea itself continues to evolve and change and take on a a life of its own. And I think that... um, that, that the the uh, this infinite um, multiverse of whatever the fuck is happening is, is sort of similar to that. I think that there's these there these uh, various timelines and I yeah. and uh, and there's like a little bit of shifting. So I don't think that um, you and I are going to have this exact same conversation over and over again mm-hmm. infinitely. Um, but maybe we will. <laughs> maybe we will. Help me! Help me! Help me! Get out of here! What out of this limbo, please? What's the code? Um, but uh, I mean, that's possible. That is 
that really is the most horrifying thought of any psychedelic experience that I ever have is that infinity. what if this <laughs> is the infinity? The yeah, because people would think of infinity as like this reoccurring yeah. infinity. Because the thing is, people think of infinity, infinity as this. Oh, it's this very um, kind of. It sounds all nice and like, oh, infinity sounds like God. But then when you actually experience even just a slither of it, it's like, it's too much. It's too much. Especially for the human mind to handle. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, but it's interesting what you're saying about like just the spiral thing and kind of going back and building upon ideas. And it's like how you go back to your, you know, like maybe your shadow self starts to rise again and old shit starts popping up. But it's not quite the same shit. It's like... You're looking at it, but with a different lens, with a different perspective, yeah. and you're like learning new things about that, and that's yeah. always happening. Always, yeah, always. constantly. Yeah, and it can't, I can't ever stop. It can't ever no! stop. <laughs> Help me! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't. Even <laughs> <laughs> what did I get myself into? That? <laughs> This is, this is, you and I should just have our own podcast together called Help! Get us out of here! Please, some, like, hopefully some programmer is like just looking at this. Help! I, yeah, I, I have been thinking lately that I think that um, I've been getting a sense that this is like part of the simulation and that the thing that uh that is simulating us is starting to gain more empathy mm-hmm. for us because it's starting to it's like playing these many different roles and it's just mm-hmm. it's getting to like uh, early on it played like the fun roles and like you know <laughs> like ooh that king I'll be the king you know <laughs> And then like, oh, be the bad guy. And then after a while, you you just get yeah. bored with everything. Be a wizard so and start performing <laughs> black magic on people. That sounds like fun. Yeah. yeah, but then after a while, you're like, oh, I'll be this poor schmuck. Um, See what that's like. And then when you get that poor schmuck, you're like, ah, I should have been so hard on that poor schmuck in the last game that I played. It's like it's a little bit better and better. Yeah, hopefully. hopefully. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> uh, you mentioned your documentary. Can you just briefly talk? about that like what's it obviously it's going to be about sure specifically. yeah i i mean it's just basically um that someone came to me uh and uh he this this guy that makes comedy specials wanted to oh wanted to make a documentary i was on this tour at the time and um and it's like hey let's just shoot a little bit of what i have going on in my life with like meeting all of these uh, interesting mm-hmm. people and and um, and getting all of these experts and talking with all these different researchers, let's shoot a bunch of these researchers and then shoot me having some of these experiences and explaining some of these experiences. And it was documenting and you having like psychedelic substances that you haven't experienced before, or just so, a bit? okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and, uh, we're pretty much done with it, really. It's yeah. really just, like, we just filmed stuff for, like, six months, and it just turned out to be a lot of awesome stuff, and nice. we had tons of yeah, great it, interviews it and stuff. So. <laughs> and bit. so, yeah, so the, it's all editing, really. Yeah. Um, okay, but, nice. uh, yeah, and then it, uh, kind of ends with me going to a psych ward, <laughs> so. Yeah, I was talking about that. That's, that's, that's a, a nice little... 
that's a nice little like you know you don't you don't always know how a documentary is gonna go when you start it and this one ended up having a fun little twist at the yeah um did you find it like if you're not you know too uncomfortable talking about it but like um was that so did you have like some kind of kind of a mental breakdown or something to go there or yeah, really yeah, I had, uh, I had, I was manic for, like, three weeks straight, not sleeping, and, like, telling oh, people on, yeah. about time travel and stuff <laughs> constantly, come <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and then I got real paranoid, and, and, and was this through the overuse of psychedelics mainly, or would you think it was just a whole bunch of factors? A bunch of factors, I had quit drinking, um, and so I'm bipolar, anyway and uh and alcohol all uh, steady use of alcohol is like a depressant so that kept me in my yeah. depressed state but is that only when you're in a manic state or just anytime it helps relax you oh yeah. anytime okay yeah and so i wasn't manic in a while and okay. then i quit drinking and i started getting manic uh, yeah and i was taking a fair amount of mushrooms and i started um getting more manic and then i did uh some DMT and some ayahuasca, then I got really manic and um, got messages from God and stuff and had to like some very important messages that I needed to deliver to people and ideas that needed to be communicated to save humanity. Yeah. And uh, it was a lot of pressure. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> so I like just didn't sleep. So you have the whole uh, weight of humanity. Uh, it's all up to you. Uh, no, you can't practice hurt. Everyone will be stuck here forever. <laughs> and so I was like trying my best, you know, and yeah. uh, and I don't think I saved shit. Um, I think I just stayed up for a long time, had some good ideas, and then eventually went mm. crazy. A week into it, everything was still going great. I was having fantastic ideas. And then I decided to do some mushrooms as well when I was already still really manic and hadn't slept in a week. And why did and, you decide to do mushrooms? Um, because I had like already committed to doing it. On the, it was like going to a Roger Waters concert. Yeah. And I was like, ah, my friends are already doing mushrooms. I, I kind of knew it was like yeah. a bad idea, but I was like, ah, mushrooms. Mushrooms never go bad. It's like the Aussie attitude, ah, she'll be right, And I just figured it'd be yeah. fine. And that's when that's when things really turned on me. Yeah. It got real dark and paranoid. And I thought, like, people were after me. I thought I, like, hacked into the White House using my mind. Mm. And, like, and people like, were The reality me. was a little bit shaky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, can, I didn't know if I was dream and like i couldn't tell the difference between whether i was oh, dreaming so or the gatekeeper not. was a bit fractured yeah, yeah and i was just like constantly and and whatever whatever portal mm. that you open up uh, through like dmt or ayahuasca to like i was finding out that it was a two-way street and it was starting to like <laughs> instead of me going and visiting beings there was things trying to like get into my head through this portal, trying to get through. And so if I like went to sleep, what I would wake up some fucking weird thing like possessing me. I would like shit. wake up like feeling so, like some demonic possessed. shit. Yeah, like my girlfriend would see like a thing in my eye. Like I, my girlfriend was like, "You're fucking possessed." Like she would see a thing like in my eye, like possessing me. And, uh, Man. and shit got hairy for there for a little while. 
I, I had all sorts of weird ideas about what was happening. So all this stuff was happening like when you're not even tripping. Yeah. So that, yeah, yeah, that would have been the terrifying part. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This was not like, yeah. so three weeks after ayahuasca and I was still having like all of this. And I could feel, um, I could feel like my, uh, I, I could just feel my mind completely rewiring. Mm. I was... I was like testably really, really smart at the time. Like I had all these, I have all these puzzle books and stuff and I have some of them that are too hard for me mm. usually. And I cracked them open while I was in this state and I was just like burning through Whoa. them like no one's business. And, but then I was also really delusional and, and then I was also like, there was, mm. so yeah. I had this idea that I had, figured out a way to access this other dimension and to get information from the future and I had figured out ways of proving it to myself by like giving myself messages into the past so I was starting to get messages from my future self in the present is what it seemed like and then um, <laughs> And then I... Like, what, what kind of messages were you getting? Like, I... One day I was like, oh, I should hand myself an envelope. I should... I should, uh... I should, um, have a stranger hand me an envelope that would have a message in it that would mean something to me, but I wouldn't know what it is right now, but okay. when I see it, it would be really meaningful. And I had that idea... And that night, I went to this Roger Waters concert on mushrooms, and uh, and and uh, and I was in this hospitality room because a fan of mine like works for the Roger Waters tour, and the dude comes back and he's like, "Oh, hey Shane, here you go," and he hands me this envelope. Like it's like two <laughs> hours after I come up with this idea. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what the. F and it's a signed photo from Roger Waters. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Wow. And I saw the concert and like all these things, like I was drawing these, like how time worked kind of in this, these Fibonacci spirals. And then the song time started playing and it was showing like these clocks in the Fibonacci. Yeah. And, and it was like, I was just showing like, I was just drawing the exact same thing that day and showing it to my girlfriend. Then it's, like, on the screen at the fucking concert that we're at. I'm like, what the fuck is even happening right yeah. now? <laughs> and, and, yeah. uh, and things just started getting really strange after that. So then I figured out that if I was to... So I could, I could potentially... So if I was going to go into... Like basically, I had I had also been asked to ayahuasca told me that I was going to <laughs> going to be um, a spokesperson for this DMT extended state study. This guy in the U.S. is trying to um, get like anesthesiologists and make it so you can have like a six-hour DMT trip rather than a six-minute DMT trip. That's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> that does not sound appealing at all. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, 
Well, yeah. it's so hard to get your footing in six yeah. minutes. So to be yeah, able to extend it here, yeah, maybe. But would it be over. just as intense? Or like, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, I think you'd slowly work your way up. You'd do like fifteen minutes, then well, twenty minutes. Well, that's that. And then, well, and so like ayahuasca was like, yeah, you're going to like tell people about this. Okay. I didn't really think much of it. I just met the guy during the documentary, and then the next day after ayahuasca. The first text that I got was this guy going like, "Hey, will you be the first volunteer for this study?" I'm like, "What the That's fuck? This is like, like ayahuasca just told me this thing last night. Like, get ready to tell people about this." And then I get a text the next next day saying like, "Hey, will you will you be the first person in this study?" I'm like, "Okay, uh, yeah, sure." And and uh, and so then I thought, I thought it must be that that this extended state machine is like a time machine of sorts. And so how would you go about proving that? And I was like, well, maybe if I had, maybe I wouldn't be able to, um, I, I, like, how, how would people believe me? Yeah. I, like, as I'm in it talking about it, how would people watching it know that I'm not making it up? And I was like, oh, I would need, like, maybe if I was on, like, a lie detector, maybe if there's a more sophisticated lie detector... Like yeah, a, like a uh, scientific uh, way. Yeah, yeah. like an yeah. MRI kind of lie detector. <clears throat> takes more energy to lie than just to tell the truth and okay. that sort of thing. And uh, and so when I thought of that idea, then my brain just started rewiring, and I built like this lie detector in my head, yeah. and it became like physically. <laughs> what do you making? You want me through that? <laughs> it was like if if I told anything that was slightly even like not the truth, even like a white lie, yeah. like my head fucking hurt intolerably bad. So I just started confessing everything to like my girlfriend, like times that I had like fooled around on her and like all this fucking oh, So you just unloaded and, this fucking Pandora's boxes. I just here's the truth. Here's everything. Like I had, like you I want literally the truth? couldn't stop. <laughs> yeah. uh, I and uh, and it like hurt not to tell the truth. And then so then because of that, yeah. Then I got it. So like weird shit like that would happen. Like it would physically hurt to tell a lie okay. because of this weird rewiring in my head. And then when it got really delusional, it would be like, oh maybe. Women in the future figured out about this, how to construct okay. this lie detector, and now they're using, like, now my girlfriend's friends want to use that on their boyfriends <laughs> as well, and, like, it got fucking crazy. Wow. So then it was, like, this girls against guys thing, and I couldn't, like, tell who to trust anymore, mm. so I, then I, I would, like... Could, I didn't know if I should trust, like, my female friends or my male friends. It was just, like, shit got real ah, fucking hairy. It was full on, yeah. Yeah, it was full on for, like, yeah, like I said, about three weeks. And then I, so then, once I went to the psych ward, finally got some sleep, went back to normal. Not totally normal, but I went back to yeah. normal enough. Well, I took I'm about sure a week. sleep deprivation is, like, pretty full it's on. It's a motherfucker, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, that's all, that's only, like, and, and just talking about all this stuff now is just like, my God, that stuff is, that is so fucking crazy. I can't believe what's coming out of my mouth. But that's, that's like the tip of the fucking iceberg of how crazy yeah, I was. Sure. I was, I, uh, I fucking, I know what, I now know what it's like to completely lose your mind. And, uh, 
It's an interesting experience. I'll say that. Is that your biggest fear? Losing your mind? Yeah, because then you're like a burden on others. Like, yeah. I, I'm always like, I'm always worried about like being a burden on others. It's like, uh, you know, that that's like, that's most of what like keeps me going through life. It's just like, I want to like make my, my parents and friends and people that believed in me, I want to like do well by yeah. them. And it does so help like you this. with your drive in, in terms of like thinking outside yourself. Yeah, yeah. Well. yeah it's helped me as well. Yeah, because it's like, otherwise, it's like, sometimes you just want to fucking give up and like, then I'm like, ah, well, if I kill myself, <laughs> then my parents got to deal with the body and they're yeah. going to be sad and life's not fucking yeah. hard. You're just going to come back here for the amount of time. I know, I know. That's, <laughs> that's the point. It's like Beyonce suicide. Like, ah, I can't even kill myself. Oh, I know. It is. It is. It's like, I'll just, the, the, next, the next fucking timeline that I'll hop on to. It'll probably be yeah, extra, much yeah. more miserable. Than yeah, yeah, life. exactly. You get that bad karma. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah, there is. Have you there is no escape from this existence. No. Nah. I, I like napping. Yeah? Nothing's I good. mean, I, I wish I... <laughs> I like, that, actually. I wish yeah. I could, like... Uh, I wish I could still drink. I quit drinking recently, and I think I'm, like, done with drinking. I don't think I can do it anymore. I just drink too much when I drink. But fuck, to have that yeah. break from oh, reality... That's it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they go a bit too overboard with the binge drinking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I get it. It's like, yeah, of it's course. a nice break. It is. Um, are you feeling a lot better since the psych ward? How long ago was it? I was. I was feeling... Uh, it was like two months ago. Okay. I was feeling great for like three weeks afterwards. And now I'm just like, ah, I don't know what I want to do with my life anymore. Like, I don't, it, it's like, I, I'm still I'm just figuring out what I want to do with my life. Right, it's difficult because yeah. you find something and you like get bored of it and you want yeah. to move on to something else that excites you and then yeah, you yeah. get comfortable with that you're like oh this is boring yeah the next thing yeah and then you want to push yourself a little bit and then it's like oh what the fuck is the point of yeah 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 like, uh, yeah but you need like small incremental steps and progress and kind of the right direction and yeah. little bits at a time and and uh, yeah it's funny as a comedian you're always like I gotta get this big thing, and then once I get that big thing, whoa! It's all gonna, my life's gonna be so much better. But if you aren't, if you aren't factoring in that, like you're also still going to be like miserable at mm -hmm. points and that, then you're not, then you're not assessing your goals accurately. Exactly. You know? Yeah, because happiness is not something that you can just get from a goal or an achievement. It's like no. a, a process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, yeah. That that's like my uh. Uh, that, that's like that's when I knew I was like back to reality was by just like the brutal <laughs> the brutal blows that reality deal that's like yeah. my inception style totem where, where it was like I had like seven <laughs> weeks where I was like maybe I'm a time traveler <laughs> and, and that was all wonderful that's <laughs> Like the world was depending on my time traveling formulas and whatnot, and then, 
And then, like, uh, reality of just, like, oh, I gotta, like, work and do, like, file taxes and stuff. Like, oh, yeah, like God, my God. Yeah. So, but I'm like, okay, good, I'm back. I know I'm back because uh, aspects of it suck a lot. Yeah. And, like, I want to go on the other end of the spectrum. Um, how, how did mushrooms, like, specifically help with your depression? Like you said, is it, like, the more, is it? the extra self-awareness on the unconscious behavior patterns or was it like emotional release or like what specifically was it that actually helped you with your depression? I think that uh, they have, one, whenever I'm confused about what direction to go, mm. um, they always provide clarity. And even if that direction is ultimately, you know, like we just talked about, you have your thing that you get excited about for three months or whatever, mm. and then you get bored again. Um, still, to have that thing to be excited about for a little while is pretty important. Yeah. And so there's that. Oh. And then just like these, um, these self-awareness things. Like I once... I once ate uh, way too many mushrooms. Um, you know, I probably had 10, 10, 15 grams, something like that. And um, I didn't realize it. They're, they're on chocolates, and I thought, like, I got them from a guy, and he said, like, eat, eat a full, eat, like, half to a full bar. Okay. And so I ate this big thing, and then, like, they started kicking in instantly. I'm like, wait a second. I brought it back, yeah. and, and he's like, yeah, you know, one of those little segments. Yeah. <laughs> I realized that there's eight bar-shaped segments on this oh, bar, no. and I just gobbled this whole thing up. And um, oh, so you I, took eight to sixteen times more. Yeah, than you should have. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> and just a little bit over. And uh, and so I had. Uh, I remember I thought I was doing some writing and I thought of this joke about reality um, that I now close my show with actually and I remember I started cracking up and I saw this room full of people giving me this wild standing ovation and then the rooms kept on getting bigger and bigger and, and like all these people going crazy but they're all like green and matrixy okay. and um and then I looked a little closer at them, and I was like, who are these people? And they were all me. Every one of them was me. And then I was like, oh, yeah. Is it, was it a feeling thing? Like, like everyone's me, or was like you physically seeing you everywhere? I could physically everywhere. see okay. me everywhere. Okay, like clones. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, that's <laughs> why I do this, is for me. <clears throat> and, and I've been wasting my time just trying to appease a bunch of, like, drunk people that yeah. like are just there for a night out or whatever and don't they don't want to hear about like science or how yeah, the brain yeah. works or other like things philosophical yeah. Or yeah and uh and so that's when i was like <clears throat> fuck it i'm just gonna talk about the things that i want to talk about and if it works it works and if it doesn't i'll do something else with my life you know and and so just things like that that helped and Things like that helped motivate me into doing um, things like this show that I'm doing now. And uh, that makes me really happy. And so, um, just like little insights like that, that 
these are all things that, that like, some, a cheesy self-help book or like, your mother might tell you, like, mm. just be yourself or, you know, whatever. But, it's true, though. But when you have, but when you have a full-on experience like that, it's one thing to know something intellectually, but then to have this experience where you, like, you feel it, where yeah, you yeah. see it, where you, like, live inside of a concept uh, for a yeah. while. That's when knowledge turns into wisdom. Right? Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's when it really, that's when you take action on it. Yeah, and has um, are you still taking psychedelics now? Or are you still on a break? I'm on a little bit of a break. I've thought a little about, bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've thought about taking some. I, I I did a I did a few micro doses of of mushrooms to see if it would snap me out of my depression, but that didn't work. Um, so I might need a big dose soon. Okay, so um, micro dosing usually helps with the. the I've never tried micro dosing okay. before. Uh, I just thought I would because I didn't want to do a big dose yeah. and go manic again. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. I'm told that uh, microdosing is supposed to have all these amazing benefits. I've just never tried. This is the first time I tried microdosing was recently. I was always like, well, why wouldn't I just do a full yeah. Yeah. dose? Because I like the experience so much more. Yeah. But uh, And I'm a lunatic. <laughs> um, but not everyone likes that death by astonishment. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just wants to get the benefits, but... Without going in there too much. Right, right. Yeah, um, it's not for everybody. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> I used to think it was when I first got into like, everyone should take mushrooms. Oh, uh, no, like, I don't think no, that. No. Yeah, I don't think it's Definitely for everybody. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I'm just like, let me out of here! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, sometimes I still do think, like, if I had a choice, um, and if every everyone and like could be dosed by mushrooms, I'd be like, yeah, let's let's do it. I, I'd, I'd press the button on it, and uh, it'd be things would get a little hairy for a couple of days, I think. But uh, I think ultimately it would be good. Yeah, and I think some people will have some horrific experiences. Yeah, 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 overall, yeah, yeah, some people would have some horrific yeah. experiences. I think much like they do on alcohol every yeah. night and everything else. Cause, yeah, that's the problem. Because like if, when the legal drug is alcohol, which kind of numbs you out, puts you more into the unconscious state, mm -hmm. and then you ban all the drugs that may expand your mind, yeah. used correctly, um, yeah, it's a bit of a problem, right. I think. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I, I think it's a, I think it's a huge problem. I think it's just, we have productivity drugs and then we have escape drugs. Yeah, yeah, and, exactly. And, and psychedelics can still be used as an escape. I can't fathom how, but some people do, <laughs> I don't know, but. <laughs> yeah, psychedelics shit gets a little too real for yeah. me. But you can only do it for so long as an escape if you were to do that. But yeah. I, again, I can't fathom how you can but once in a while i meet people that are like on an acid binge oh, yeah? like have been doing acid for like three months straight and they're always a little off yeah 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 it's important to ground yourself to this reality as well even if it is just an illusion so to speak yeah yeah you still want to integrate i mean uh, it, do it doesn't matter if this is a simulation or i mean it doesn't matter but they're still like we're still living in it. Yeah, exactly. Still, Experientially. They're still, it's still, it's real. still real. Yeah. So.
So, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that, uh, I think psychedelics, I wish that they were used in a therapy setting. I yeah. Think that. And do you see, do you see a bright future for the integration of psychedelics in this culture? Like, you know, what, what are your hopes for how it's going to turn out? Like, cause I kind of jump between like hope and despair a little bit. Like, oh, no, there's a lot of scientific research and people are starting to talk about it, such as yourself and yeah. things seem to be moving. But then it's like marijuana is still illegal in most countries in 2017. So it's like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe at a certain point people will just be like, I mean, what, what's the, why not? Why not try? I mean, the, the world is such a fucking crazy place. I, I mean, the U.S., Donald Trump is president of the United States. Things this can't get any no. crazier or trippier than that. I mean, and that's and that's a very bad trip. That's not a good trip. That trip, anyway. that trip, yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, at a certain point, like, what is there to lose? Yeah. I mean, but the FDA is now... Uh, with uh, with the MAPS organization, Multidisciplinary yeah. Association of Psy- yeah. Psychedelic Studies. Who's sponsoring your show. Yeah. Which is awesome, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And they, the stuff that they've done with PTSD is uh, is amazing. Oh, yeah, and, with the MDMA trials. And they're, they just got uh, breakthrough status from the FDA. Meaning, like the FDA is basically going to be helping them speed along nice. the process. So hopefully, that opens up the floodgates. And yeah, will be next. That yeah, my uh, my prediction. Yeah, yeah, I think. Or I mean, I, I, I would think, say it would be one of the last ones. I think it's got too much political baggage. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or maybe not. I, I, I think psilocybin could could really. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of Johns Hopkins is doing a ton yeah. of stuff and it, right and now. And it's free. It goes everywhere. Yeah, yeah you're in the mushroom capital of Australia. So you know, oh really? Yeah. It's oh, out of season, but yeah, 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 yeah. In the it's U.S., a, it's there's a species that grows in the mulch that. Uh, yeah, that that's like, the ones here. Oh, they don't nice. grow on cow shit in Victoria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure there are species, but the main ones that people go for it's in mulch and wood chips and rainforesty areas. Yeah, it's awesome because but like municipalities are. Are spreading them around <laughs> unknowingly, just and sweet because like, like you, t- like you touch them, they turn blue. Yeah, they turn blue them. as well. Like, hey, hey guys, just let you know I'm a bit of a special mushroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's weird. It's like they're trying to communicate with us in a way, not to sound too woo woo, but at the same time, it's like there's like this mycelium network that goes across the whole world, and they grow everywhere, and you don't have to even cook it with another plant or anything like that. It's just complete in and of itself. You can grow it from the ground, bam, ready. And yeah, you can't say that with. Ayahuasca, or, you know, peyote, or LSD, DMT. Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, if I were, if I were God, I'd be sprinkling little mushroom (laughs) spores all over, uh, courthouses, and and jails, and and parks, and everywhere. Well, I found, I I remember finding a a batch just in front of the doctor's office. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> like, that's what are you awesome. going in there for? You, mean, you got everything <laughs> right here. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, I think there's a hopeful future for psychedelics. Yeah, I think it, I, like the scientific research, like I said, is like, it seems like it's progressing a lot and it's starting to prove how these substances have such a profound effect on human consciousness and especially for treating 
mental illnesses like depression, anxiety, PTSD. So yeah, it's really, again, I am hopeful. Sometimes I jump between like despair, but I think overall, I think it will happen. It's inevitable, but it's just a matter of when, really. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just like, it, people, me having to deal with depression, uh, I mean, I don't know what it's like to, I have little bits of anxiety here and there, but I don't know what it's like to have anxiety chronically like a lot of people do, but uh, man, uh, to have depression chronically just like day in and mm. day out through your whole life and to have something that really works for it, to have someone tell me that I can't... No, you're not allowed to. Like, yeah. like like why not? Because it's there's a piece of paper that says you're not allowed to. Doesn't make it. Yeah. What are the what are the laws in Australia? It is very illegal on paper, but it's very rare to get arrested. Mm. It's one of those things. Yeah, especially especially here in Melbourne, it's really good because the cops they go after like people um, you know who are dealing meth and like the hardest stuff. Right. But when it comes to weed, it's like man, I've got busted with an ounce. Yeah. Which would probably send me to prison if I if it was in the US, and right. they just gave me a caution. Yeah. I think with mushrooms, it's like, yeah, I haven't heard of anyone. I think someone went to prison for the first time in like a few decades, but he had like a lot, and I think he was growing it. So, hmm. not saying that you can. It's okay, but I think it's usually just a slap on the wrist. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, especially with psychedelics. But yeah, because cops are like, we've got bigger things to worry yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, that kind of attitude. Right. Really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, of course, if you're a cop and you're having to deal with yeah, crime, yeah, there's no mushroom department, you know. What I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though there are sometimes there are in mushroom season, there are cops who like park by the um, by national parks to see if people are peeking and stuff like that. Uh, but no one's, but you don't go to prison for it, like right. you know. So it's not too bad. It's a lot stricter. Seems. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But is that like? Would you, um, in your hometown, would you actually get prison sentence? For like a small batch of mushrooms, probably. Really, yeah. See, that blows my mind. I can't like fathom that. For yeah. mushrooms, really. Yeah, certainly a fine. <laughs> certainly. <laughs> a fine. Yeah, but maybe prison. Yeah. 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 I don't. I mean, it's in my hometown. It's also like cops are bored and they don't have a lot to do. It's mm-hmm. like I think in in like Pleasantville areas where there's not a lot of crime and the cops are don't have a lot of other stuff to do than they are looking to bust you for anything. Yeah. That's what it was like in my upbringing. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think this is, I'll just call it. It's been awesome, man. Awesome. Um, do you have, let me out, yeah, let me out of here, please. Um, before we start screaming for help, do you want to tell people at home where they can find you? Yeah. Any social medias. Yeah. Please people? go to Shane Moss, M-A-U-S-S dot com. When's this come out? Uh, I'll upload it tomorrow night or Friday morning. So yeah, we'll be after your first show. So oh. there'll still be two more shows. Okay. By the time this gets released, calm down. Yeah, check yeah. me out in Melbourne at the Comedy Lounge. Melbourne. And like I said it right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Melbourne. Uh, <laughs> I have been you've here been Yeah, you've been taught well, nice. And uh, next week I'll be in Sydney uh, and at the uh, Comedy Store on Saturday. So. Frontiercomedy.com Yes. For more info. But yeah. Awesome. Uh, and do you know when about this documentary is going to come out? Just no idea. But yeah. please check out my podcast, herewearepodcast.com. I talk with scientists about life. Yeah. Awesome, dude. Thanks for coming on. I'll, Absolutely. Yeah, so I'll see you tomorrow. Awesome. Yeah.